Well, good morning, Trinity Church. I'm so excited to be here, and Becky told me I had to preach from the pulpit because it's the only place where everybody could see you. But I didn't realize the choir was going to be standing behind me. I, you're used to it. It just makes me a little sad, so I'm just going to clap. You sound really lovely. Um, I'm so delighted to be here this morning. I'm here because I'm Becky's friend. And um, Becky and I have been friends for coming up on 25 years now. And I was ordained a little bit before her. And so she came to be here at Trinity. And I heard all about how great you were. I got to come visit, but it wasn't on a Sunday. So I couldn't get a real sense of what this place was like. Um, I gather sometimes a little loud because... That's okay. Um, I couldn't get a sense of, of what this place was like, and so we've wanted for some time to be able to share a Sunday morning together. And when we realized that there was going to be this kind of in-between time when your uh, former rector was gone and your new rector hadn't quite come and the interim rector was finished, that there was an opportunity for her to invite me as a, as a guest preacher to be here with all of you this morning. Uh, so sorry. That's, that's, that's what you get. <laughs> You're here with me because Becky and I are friends. Um, and and uh, because we're friends, I'm going to talk a little bit about Becky this morning. It's what we have in common. And she's not crazy about that. But that's the risk you take when you ask your friend to come and preach at your church. Am I right? So the reason that I need to talk about Becky is actually because even though this was just a plot between two friends to share a Sunday morning together and for me to get to know her people and uh, this worshiping congregation, um, God has a funny way of working God's purposes out in the world. And so when we were together back in the spring and we figured out that this Sunday was going to work and that I could come and be with you all, we, she said, it's the week before the new rector gets there. And I thought, oh, that's. That's, a, that's an interesting week to preach to a congregation. Let's go ahead and look and see what the readings are. And so we pulled up our phones and we looked at the lectionary page like any you know, priest does. And we um, took a look. And don't you know, this gospel that we have today is the gospel that in my 10 years of priesthood I have always called my Becky gospel. I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. Okay? Every time I've read this gospel for 10 years, I've always thought, this is my Becky gospel. I'm going to tell you about why. But I just thought, okay, well played, God. Fine. <laughs> I'll come to Becky's church so I can spend the morning with my friend, and, and you can stick it to me and make me, <laughs> make me preach about this gospel passage. So here's the thing. Becky's pretty great, right? Like, I, yeah, I know, I know. That's good. She's going to hate this. She hates this. All right, that's good. You're making her suffer. I like it. So um, I, I feel quite sure that you love Becky, and you don't even need to tell me that you love Becky. I feel sure you love Becky because I'm sorry to break this to you, but you're not special. Everybody loves Becky. Okay? Me included, obviously, or else I would not be standing here. Um, so as an adult... I love that, and I value her friendship so much in my life. I mean, she's just such a special person to me. I can't even tell you we would be here until next Sunday. But when I was in my angsty teenage years, and everybody loved Becky when she was an angsty teenager, too. Um, but when I was in those angsty teenage years, it was, it was hard sometimes to be her friend and to just watch everybody just fall over themselves about how great she was all the time, you know? 
My ego got a little tripped up in that. It got in the way. Um, she was just always so happy and loving and kind and patient. Those are good qualities, but when you don't always feel so loving and kind and patient and the person you're hanging out with all the time is that way and everybody loves them for it, it's a challenge, right? It's a little bit hard. Let me give you an example. She gave me a great one the other day. Uh, Becky, she called me up to tell me a story about, it was relevant to me for some silly reason, but to tell me a story about uh, how she was trying to get dressed for work and she just kept running into issues with her clothing, right? Like one thing after another wasn't working out. And she was telling me this story. I'm, I'm not going to bore you with the details. It would be kind of weird anyway. But she was just telling me about, you know, then this thing, that she had to iron this thing, and then this thing didn't work, and this item of clothing didn't work. Now, gentlemen, you might not be able to relate to this story. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that because when I... Because when I watch my husband, like, he just wakes up and puts clothes on. It's not a thing. But when, it's not, that's not how it is for me, okay? I wake up in the morning. It's just hard. It's just hard to figure out what to wear any day. This is a struggle for me. And Becky's telling me this story on my voicemail. And I'm thinking to myself, if this had happened to me this morning, I would be in fetal position on the floor. I would be rendered useless for any human interaction for the rest of the day because I would be so frustrated about all the things you're telling me. But is that the way Becky told me the story? No. Becky, she was laughing. She's telling me this story with this just wonderful laughter in her voice. Like, it's just this funny story that she has to tell me. And, and that's the kind of thing that now in my life, I, I love that. I truly love that. But when I was wrestling with being a person that could be a little more lighthearted, it was, it was hard for me. To live in such close proximity to someone who lives that way all the time. I hope this makes some sense to you and that you have a person in your life that might be like this. And I don't just look like a total jerk right now. But um, it, was, it was a challenge. And so when I started getting real into church and I started going to seminary and paying more attention to scripture, um, this gospel passage really jumped out to me. Because I heard with such conviction the landowner say, are you envious because I am generous? Are you envious because I am generous? And every time I've heard that question, I think, well, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> of course I am. Um, for obvious reasons, I affiliate with the workers that start at the beginning of, I don't know why that's obvious. Right? I just always assume I'm the one that's been working all day and doesn't get all the money I deserve. And, you know, it's so easy to just assign yourself to uh, the person at the story who, who's seemingly wronged. Although, if you're paying attention, the point of this story is that nobody was wronged. Everyone was paid a fair daily wage. Uh, but I always wrestled with this. And I, and I, so I called it my Becky passage because for me, there was, I needed to do some spiritual growth, I needed to grow. And be able to say, get out of your own way, Megan. Everybody loves Becky because everybody's lovable. And if you're spending all your time focused on that, then you're missing a whole bunch of other stuff. I've been spending some time lately uh, reading and listening to Brene Brown. I'm not sure if you've uh, interacted with Brene Brown's material. She's a professor of social work at the University of Houston. She's done a lot of research about shame and living in a vulnerable way, living open-hearted, uh, really incredible work. And so 
I was listening to a podcast with her and Oprah the other day, and uh, it's a little bit old, but she was saying that in her research, what she has seen over and over and over again is that the people that she encounters who are joyful have a regular practice of gratitude. And she says they're just, they're just absolutely linked, that she does not find joyful people who are not also grateful. And not just grateful, but practice gratitude. And she was really clear to say that gratitude is a practice. It's not just something that naturally comes, that you actually have to work at it. You have to wake up each day and decide you're going to be grateful and look around you and pay attention to the things that you can be grateful for and to offer that gratitude to God. And I thought that was, I thought that was pretty profound stuff. And I think what, what's so important for us in this life of faith that we lead is to make a point of cultivating a practice of gratitude. And I think that gratitude is the antidote to envy. And then anytime we find ourselves falling into that trap of looking around at what somebody else has or what somebody else can do, um, we're missing all of the ways that we can be grateful for how God is acting in our lives. Now, I I think it needs to be said that I don't really think that God is... um, like standing up in the heavens doling out gifts to people like, oh, you're going to be super smart and you're going to be very wealthy and you're going to be exceptionally patient. I, I don't think it works like that. I think that God gives us the gift of love and that that love transforms us to live in the ways that Jesus calls us to live and be. And that's a lofty, a, a lofty goal, the way we're asked to live as followers of Christ in this world. Um, but... It's so important for us to to just make sure to look up. And when we get stuck on somebody else, to focus on the ways that we have been blessed, the ways that God is showering love on us. And that, that doesn't come naturally for me. I'm more like the Israelites in the wilderness, and I love this story, who they're just com- like complaining. I love to complain, like, oh, we're hungry. I don't know why you brought us out here to die. And um, God sends manna from heaven down for them to eat. And then, you know, in the morning they wake up, and they're kind of looking down at the manna from heaven, and they say, well, what is it? I'm that girl, right? That God is just... That there are so many good things in my life. There are so many ways that God has transformed the world I live in. And too often I get stuck in like, well, what is it? What are you doing? So I think this passage is a really important invitation to cultivate a life of gratitude and a practice of gratitude and consequently a practice of generosity. Because that's why we love Becky, right? We love Becky because she's generous. She's generous with love. She's generous with kindness. She's generous with patience. She's all of those things. And, and, and that's why you want to spend time with her. It's why you like having her around. It's why, even despite my own internal struggle for all of those years, I have cherished this friendship. Um, but what it should do, instead of causing us envy, and I hope it doesn't with you, but instead of causing us envy, it should inspire us to be people of gratitude and generosity. And I believe that it is... A, a cycle that, that gratitude begets generosity, which begets gratitude. And when that is your daily practice, suddenly it's not like, oh, if you're grateful, God will bless you more. It's, oh, if you're grateful, suddenly you're going to notice the blessings around you. 
you are going to be more aware of the ways that God's love is transforming you and the world around you. And it gets easier. The more you practice, the easier it gets to be generous, to be grateful. And, and we can shed that part of us that is so tempted to complain or to be envious or, or to just block our own ability to see the way that God is acting and moving in our lives. So it's, I love the fact that I'm here on the morning of my, my Becky Gospel to share this space with you. I can see why she loves being part of this community. I've really enjoyed my morning so far, and thank you for, for hearing me out. And I hope if there's anything I can offer you today, it's like save yourself the experience that I had for a whole bunch of years in there. And, and practice your gratitude and practice your generosity and watch the ways that that changes your heart and your life and the way that you see God's abundant love. Make sure to look up, look around, and offer a thanks be to God. Amen.